Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Welcome live here on NGSCSports.com. It is the Huddle Up Podcast with Jim and Dave, and we are back live for the first time in a few weeks. It is November 30th, the last day in the month of November here in 2016, and we are happy to be here. We're still recovering, to be honest, from the Thanksgiving holiday, a little bit of tryptophan hangover. That's the stuff that makes you sleepy in the turkey, if you didn't know that. But again, we are live here on NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Check out the site for all of the shows, all the written content, and much more on the homepage there. You can also check out all of the shows on the NGSC Sports Radio Network by going to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app and search NGSC. You can podcast our show directly by going to Android, going to iTunes, and searching Huddle Up with Jim and Dave. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. That is our homepage. Uh, that is our Facebook page where we have the interaction and everything there. Go to go there. You can also subscribe to it directly from a link on the Facebook page. So make sure that you check that out as well. We also stream daily on LeebSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports. Dot com. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Jim Sports. Dave is on Twitter at D Gerhart 24. That is D G E R H A R T 024. And again, we are glad to be back live and we have Dave already here in the studio. Dave, are you are you recovered from Thanksgiving? I know I'm still uh trying to uh get some of the meat sweats out of me. Yeah, I can I can imagine that, Jim. Uh but uh, we're, we're getting there. It's uh, obviously back to, to work here um, this week. It's been a little tough, but, uh, hey, uh, my Thanksgiving was a little bit better last year uh, with the football game results. But, hey, what can I uh, what can I do? It was a good holiday. Spent it with some family and friends. So uh, can't complain too much at all. Yeah, it's you can't complain. It, it's it's probably my favorite holiday because uh, I get to I get to eat. I get to watch football, and I only have to go to one location. And this year was even a bonus because for the first time 
in the uh, eight years that my wife and I have been together, uh, we did not have to leave our house. We had my dad over. We had my brother over. Uh, so I got to I got to stay in my own house on Thanksgiving. Uh, the first time I ever stayed home for a holiday in eight years. It was it was like a dream come true. Let me tell you. I thought your dream come true was getting to stuff your face the entire day and not getting made fun of for it like normal. <laughs> well, that was going to happen anyway. So th- this this was the uh, this was the whipped cream on the pumpkin pie, if you will. Speed. Sorry about that. I was on mute there. Oh well, I, I thought maybe I got lucky and you lost your voice. No, I, uh, I heard pumpkin pie. I was drooling a little bit, but uh, oh, that... man, what a uh, what a what a nice long weekend and uh, some killer college football games and uh, a little bit of uh, everything this weekend in the NFL, from what I saw. Yeah, this uh, this sports weekend did not disappoint. It certainly did not, and uh, we we have plenty on tap to talk about. And if you want to get involved, you can certainly do that by calling four zero one three four seven. 0613 and then enter pin 29312 we'll get you on as uh, as quickly as we can as we kind of finish up uh what we are currently talking about but again that number 4013470613 and then use pin 29312 if you want to uh call and and discuss anything we have we have so much on tap uh obviously very football centric but uh you know we'll do our best if you choose to talk outside uh, the world of sports. Tiger Woods returning to the uh, golf course this weekend, and by all accounts, uh, sounded like he had a pretty, uh, pretty good and uh, a pretty exciting day. Two eagles at the pro am. He had a couple of bogeys. I think he had a he shot a seventy today. So uh, El Tigre back on the course this weekend, uh, playing Bridgestone golf balls. So if, if you hear that sound of of uh, money going into pockets, that are the, that is the people at Bridgestone. And also at TaylorMade, as Tiger is uh, playing with TaylorMade Woods this week, um, as Nike is beginning to phase out the golf equipment side. So guys like Tiger have to find something else to play. So people, of course, are going to flock uh, to that. But Dave, um, obviously, the, the one of the big things uh, to talk about, of course, uh, with the results of this past weekend comes the new college football playoff rankings. They came hot off the press uh, yesterday. Um, the top four in the college football playoff with just a championship weekend to go is Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Washington. Uh, rounding out the top ten, you have Michigan at five, Wisconsin six, Penn State seven, Colorado at eight, Oklahoma nine, Oklahoma State at ten. So, Dave, where I'm gonna I'm gonna let you because since you uh, always handle the college football pickums, where exactly? In this top ten, do you want to start? We're gonna, I'm sure, have plenty of to, to talk about, plenty of uh, opinions about it, and and where it could go uh, next week when we talk about it. But where do you want to start with this? Well, first off, I'd like to tell you that I just found the pick'em sheet, so we can get off that leaf. That well, uh, well that's I have good. the records from last week, so we're sweating about that. But whew, hide and seek, and I won. <laughs> so um, couple of the uh couple of the interesting things to me this week. Um, I mean, you have a whole bunch. I, I think this Colorado team is finally getting some respect that they deserve. Um, I, I think they've been a little flying under the radar this year. Um, and they're going to give Washington all that they can handle this coming weekend. 
So uh, kind of a little preview there on what I think about this Colorado team. But I think they're, I was happy to see them get uh, – I think they jumped at Oklahoma. I forgot what you said already about the standings. But uh, I think they jump Oklahoma. But yes. uh, this, this Colorado team is nothing to snooze on. I think I went against them a couple times this year in the pick and it's uh, bitten me every time. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what Colorado does in the spotlight. Uh, Oklahoma it has a huge matchup against Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma has had issues stopping the run all year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You have to feel like the Big 12 officials are going to be all over um, Oklahoma doing whatever they can to help them in that game. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting thing to see how that plays out. Um, we'll talk about the top five in a little bit, but I think it's interesting um, that that Wisconsin and Penn State are 6-7. Um, I, I can't say that Penn State should be ahead of Wisconsin definitively. I know you have an opinion on this. Um, but both teams, if you look at their best win of the year, uh, whether they should have won the game or not, the best win of the year is Penn State beating Ohio State. Uh, I, I don't know that Wisconsin has beaten everyone. I mean, what's their what's their most quality win? Is it LSU week one when they uh, had uh, less as their coach still? Is it uh, Nebraska, Minnesota? I'd have to pull their schedule here because I, I, uh, I don't have their schedule uh, off the top of my head here. But um, – yeah, let me uh, let me find it quick. In, in terms of the Penn State thing, I mean, you have to wonder should they be ahead of them. And looking at it, uh, yeah, I'd almost probably have to say that, that, that their best win, maybe that LSU team. Uh, I mean, otherwise you have Nebraska who turned out to be a fraud. Uh, you have, you know, you have Iowa on there. You beat the, you know, they only beat them seventeen to nine. You know, there, there's not a lot of great wins on the resume uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers. I mean, it, it's almost sad to say their best win is probably a, a, the, the 14-7 loss to Michigan, <laughs> you know, um, which, you know, is, is a loss, obviously. Their, their other loss to Ohio State, so they only, you know, they're only two losses. Um, you know, they have a they have a shared loss with, with, with Penn State. Uh, the, the shared loss, Penn State lost a lot bigger to Michigan, but Penn State also beat Ohio State. So, you know, you're, you know, five and six, you know, excuse me, six and seven, Wisconsin, Penn State, I think could easily be be switched. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, I think we're, we're, we're splitting hairs over something that's, uh, that doesn't matter. Um, I'll kind of jump into the top five here, and I know I'm going to get you on a tangent with this, but it's ridiculous to me that Michigan is number five. Period. Enough said. Um, this team should not be number five for the sheer fact that it's setting up for controversy. I don't care who wins out of Wisconsin or Penn State this weekend, but if they win, they should be ahead of Michigan. All said and done. The sheer fact that either one of these teams is going to win their division and win the conference, and Michigan's going to finish third in their division. I don't care who they beat all year. Michigan's coming into this losing two out of three, and it's not a hate on Michigan because I think they're a darn good football team. But you can't tell me that either one of these two teams don't deserve it more than Michigan based on how they're playing now and based on what the resume is. Well, the, the way I look at it is this. I, I think if um, I, I think if Wisconsin or Penn State, whoever wins this weekend, if they do it in convincing fashion, I think uh, that they will, they will jump Michigan regardless of um, – what what happens in the top four? Uh, I think that you know if 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 Penn State or Wisconsin wins handedly, 
I think when the final standings come out, they they will be above Michigan. If they if they don't do the job handily, if it's a sloppy game, if it's you know a, a game that's you know seventeen to sixteen or something stupid like that, then that is where controversy will come into play because of what has happened and what and this this is where you know the the the, the, the debate of four versus eight in the playoff really comes up because the this. The the playoff was designed to eliminate the well. If you you know if you lose in November, it means more than if you lose in September because you're the committee is supposedly looking at the entire package. And if you look at the entire package, then I think Michigan is better than either of these teams. But in terms of playing recently, then yeah, these guys you know Penn State definitely has the edge at least lately. But Michigan throttled Penn State and. You know, so so that that's where the, obviously the debate comes in. the 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 thing with me is, you know, Michigan they they lost a double overtime game, a controversial at that, uh, double overtime game to Ohio State. They lost a game to Iowa where their starting quarterback got hurt. They lost that game by one on the road. So, and I know I you know Iowa's an eight and four team. Everybody wants to talk how bad they are, and I don't think they're that great of a team. But it was it was on the road. It was a loss by one. So they've lost. Two games by a total of four points, one without one without uh, with, with their with their injured quarterback, and uh, one against the the now number two team uh, in college football. Uh, if you know, I know it's set up for chaos, but let's be honest. We we've talked about for weeks the the jump that Penn State made initially after beating Ohio State set this thing up for chaos, almost as kind of a uh, you know a, a a fallback if 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 Ohio State. Uh, lost again or, or you know Michigan lost that you know that, that it was set up so that Penn State could probably get into the playoff now they they, they you know have, have kind of proved themselves to at least deserve to be in the conversation um, and and if they win the conference then I think you do have to put them in but the the way it's setting up too Dave and, and one thing that bothers me about the four-team playoff because I said from the beginning I thought it should have been eight I thought four was too small of a number but it's 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 designed. It, that's one of the few things that we agree on that it should be eight, not four. Right. I, I don't understand. You know, I, I I don't. I never understood the, the the four thing. However, if it was if it was a eight team playoff, the the Michigan Ohio State game this past weekend would not have met meant as much at the time beyond the rivalry because both of them probably would have been getting into the playoff anyway. That's beside the point. But it it just seems that you know the it was designed. Because the BCS, one of the biggest flaws I had with the BCS, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but one of the biggest flaws I, I, I always saw with the BCS was the the automatic bids. You know, I think the one year uh, Penn State, uh, who won the Big Ten, had, had was playing Florida State, who was ranked 24th in the country because they won the ACC. Like, what? Why were they automatically in? Just they they, they, they had the automatic bids for a certain, for a couple of conferences. So. That was one of the things that the playoff was designed to eliminate was just this automatic bid. But it's almost kind of created itself to that, um, you know, the, the way they jumped Penn State up initially after the big win over Ohio State. So I, I can understand where people are frustrated that uh, Michigan only fell to five, but the the, the playoff is, is built to encapsulate the entire year, the entire package. And if you look at it, 
Michigan has wins over Wisconsin, Penn State, and Colorado. So, you know, at least for this week, and again, this is a week-to-week poll. They keep reminding us that. Is week-to-week, it's going to change. Week-to-week, it's going to evolve. So this week, Michigan, even despite losing, is the better team. And and it just kind of creates these talking points. Because if, you know, if Clemson and Washington lose, you could very easily have three teams from the Big Ten in the uh, in this uh, college football playoff. So, I'm going to stop you right there, Jim. If we have if we have Clemson and Washington lose, there is absolutely no way three teams from the Big Ten get in. I will make that statement right now. You have three teams lose. Colorado's in the playoffs. What if Colorado wins? What if Colorado only wins by one? Uh, Penn State or Wisconsin win by. 20 you're you're saying Colorado should jump from eighth into fourth how do you put three teams in the playoff in the same division that is if this was the SEC you would be crying for SEC bias oh I'm here's not... my thing with Penn here's my thing with Penn State and I are they are they, I think they're ranked right about where they should be in all in all fairness I think they're about a seven eight team in the country potentially they play really good ball right now though Penn State beat Ohio State it comes down to it, I mean, yeah, Penn State has two losses. They lost to uh, Pittsburgh, who up, actually upset Clemson. So that gives that, that – that loss is valid. I don't want to say validated, but um, Pitt, that Pitt loss 25th. says something. Pitt is 25th in this week's uh, playoff Correct. ranking. So. And, if you play, and if you play them right now, I, I, would, I don't want to say I guarantee, but I would bet you that Penn State wins. That team has gotten a lot healthier on both sides of the ball at the moment. Sure. Um, all, all depending what Barkley does at the moment, but – um, their other loss is to Iowa, who just beat Michigan. Again, the the uh, I, and I don't really have a strong opinion on this. You know, I like to argue with you, so you know I was going to be anti-Michigan. <laughs> but Michigan, I believe, has won one game outside the state of Michigan all year. This team had this team was rated high at the beginning of the year, and they had put up some huge numbers early in the year. But the last couple weeks, um, they they weren't very impressive on the field. And I, I mean, if I'm if I'm sitting in here and I have to put the best five, the best four teams on the field, I'll tell you what: I Alabama is in no matter what happens this weekend. Um, Clemson wins; they're in no matter what happens this weekend. In my wait, mind. you're you're, you're, I mean, the chances of it happening slim to none. But if if Florida throttles Alabama in the SEC championship, you're still putting them in. Absolutely. Okay. That's the only team that is guaranteed in, I think, no matter what. Okay. And keep this in mind. Florida's offense isn't going to score more than 17 points, so you would have a 17-point throttling, which isn't even a throttling. It would be a lot bigger than anyone expects. But um, the Florida-Alabama game is going to play out almost identical to the Florida or the Alabama-Auburn game. So I don't think Alabama loses. I mean, there's like 17 no, points. No, I don't, I, don't th- I don't think they do either. Let's just, uh, let me put that out there for the record. Florida is in. Alabama, you mean Alabama? So that's a, that's a no discussion. They're 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 your number one seed more than likely. Okay. Um, Clemson is in if they win, no doubt. Um, but then it gets interesting. I think Ohio State is safe, but if mayhem happens, they could be on the outside looking in. If if Penn State beats Wisconsin by forty, and I'm throwing numbers out there that I don't think are going to happen. 
But if Penn State wins that game huge and Washington throttles Colorado and Clemson throttles their game, I don't know that Ohio State is safe. Right. I mean, if there's if there's some extreme case, and, and my, my point of if Washington and Clemson both lose, that, that's kind of an extreme case as well. Let's be honest about that. Um, because I, I think, I think Clemson is, is, you know, a, a good bit better than Virginia tech. Um, you know, so, so when we talk about these kind of, well, if this happens, you know, we always, we know that it's kind of an, an extreme case where it's probably not going to happen, but hell it's fun to talk about. That's why we do things like this. So, so what do you do? What do you do if Colorado beats Washington and the Big Ten? Colorado beats Washington by a touchdown, and the Big Ten game is a field goal either way. Who's your fourth team? I think if if Colorado if Colorado beats Washington by a bigger margin than the than the Big Ten championship, I think Colorado gets in over the Big Ten champion. Because here's the thing, too, and, and and my brother and I were talking about this on uh, Sunday when we were watching Sunday Night Football, is if this if this doesn't scream, if this season and this what is happening right now does not tell college football and college football fans, as exciting as this year has been, don't, don't let me not take away anything from that, the, the conferences, and I'm really staring at you, Big Ten, need to be realigned. I know that, that when these things were kind of aligned and set up, and especially more the Big Ten because the, the divisions happened uh, when rivalries and, and TV markets and everything was set up, and that's the, they were designed more, you know, if you, if, you look at, if you look at the balance in the two divisions of the Big Ten, they, they were set up more for ratings than they were for, you know, like balance or anything like that. Like, let's not pretend that it's not the, the the division that how that holds Ohio State and Michigan that one and I don't have the the exact breakdown in front of me that one that is designed that's the better division it is it's the better division and I you know this this kind of scenario I think it, you know happens because I, I I don't know that there is the right balance. Um, and maybe it's a fluke year. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. It's something I'm pretty good at. But I, this this year seems to kind of prove, in my opinion. Well, Jim, you have, you, you have the same thing in the SEC, whatever side it is, that has uh, right. Alabama. I think it's the SEC West. Alabama, LSU, Auburn, uh, Miss State, I believe, Ole Miss. Yeah, it, it's 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 ridiculous that that you know that that they are they are so mis mismatched, and so you know that. It it, it 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 is designed to play into the hand of that of that side, you know, and and I just think that that it should be. I, I don't know the best way to do it. I, I don't know if it if it's a you know every X number of years you have realignment or you know I I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I think this year proves that that there is a major flaw in in multiple conference. Um, division alignment i i, I it definitely it, it, it seems kind of one, glaring. one thing i'm going to add in here because you're mumbling and we're going to cut that off real quick because we got <laughs> a lot of college football to discuss still um but if i'm sitting in this what are your thoughts if you're sitting in this in this committee on this committee 
I mean, I look and I, I know you're on. You like Michigan. Your wife likes Michigan. You have to sleep with her, so you like Michigan by default. Um, <laughs> but I'm sitting there looking at this Michigan team, and I'm saying, there's no way in hell, as a committee, I'm I'm letting this committee put this team higher than fifth. I mean, they finished third in their division. I know the division was stronger, but they finished third in their division. And you mean to tell me that that division is that strong that they get three out of the four teams in the in the in the the title game potentially? I just don't buy it. Like I, to me, Michigan shouldn't even be in the college football playoff discussion right now. I know it's probably a bold statement and one that makes your ears bleed a little bit. But well, I, I, I don't think that to me, I don't understand. I don't understand period. how they're not. I don't understand how they're not because again, as this thing is designed, and I'm trying not to sound, you know, to sound like I'm, I'm uh, going to bat for my wife's team here, uh, because as a Notre Dame fan, the last thing I want to see is uh, a Michigan national title. Um, the the I mean, just saying that kind of. Uh, if you if you heard kind of a, a um, you know a rumbling sound that was vomit working its way um, uh, up towards my mouth, that's I don't want Michigan to win a national title. But again, when, when you if you're looking at the resume, and I'm just going off the fact that that's what the the college football playoff was designed to do, designed to be, is it is kind of an all season thing. I don't know how you don't put Michigan in the conversation. I understand that. In the you know in the past few weeks they haven't looked as strong, but you know they they did have a quarterback injury, and I understand that 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 kind of thing happens. But they they still they still won, you know they 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 won it they won against Indiana. You had obviously a a, a uh, disputed um, you know you know play in uh, in overtime against Ohio State. So. I don't know how they're not in the conversation. Whether or not there there should be three Big Ten teams, um, you know, in the top four. If Clemson and Washington lose, that's up for debate. I mean, there there's part of me that wants to debate, but uh, in the interest of time, we can't get too deep on it. Um, but I think there is a case that, depending on the outcome of the Big Ten championship game. I still say that there's a case that Michigan gets in over one of those two teams because of what Michigan did to those teams earlier in the year. And and I get and I know that that you know at least for Penn State they're they look stronger now but you I don't think you can ignore what Michigan did to Penn State. Um so if, again, if if it's a well, you're, you're talking the injury thing, and we were injured. I mean, Penn State was injured at that time. It's it's the same argument we were making, but you're 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 being one sided here, sir. Well, no, I mean because Michigan's loss while having an injured quarterback was by one point. Penn State, um, and and what I don't re- I don't recall what the the key injuries to Penn State were at that point, but it, it the, like the game wasn't close. So I'm not necessarily saying that that it that it should be, but it, it's hard to ignore. When when Michigan has the victories over Wisconsin and over Penn State, and the one over Penn State was was you know a a huge victory. It was it was by a lot. So again, this is this is a depending on what happened. If 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 Wisconsin and Penn State play a sloppy game, you know turnover filled, and uh, you know it, it's a it's a kind of a one point game, 
and it, and it's not you know it's it's not good football. I think that changes the game. If one of those teams comes out and looks absolutely dominant and uh, controls the game and and um, something you know th- things like that, win by ten, win by fourteen, something like that, then I don't think that there's even an argument. And I'll say that I don't think there's even an argument if one of these two teams goes out and and plays like gangbusters and just completely um, you know marks their you know stamps their ticket. I don't think there's a dispute here, but depending how these games this weekend play out, I, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion. And ultimately, I think this will be this could be the year that uh, you know people really start to call for the 18 playoff because you know th- this there is so much potential for chaos coming in the in the next few days. Yeah, Damien just texted me and said that. Uh... I called him out by name, so it better be accurate information. Here. But he just said that the the uh, the Michigan game, the, the top four linebackers were out one corner, and we lost uh, another linebacker to ejection after the second series. And uh, I mean, it was in Michigan too, so I think that takes some uh, some uh, credit to it too. But I mean, Michigan lost both their games on the road, um, so I mean, it's it's one of those the, the thing that's going to play out this weekend on the college on the college football playoff, um, and we're finally. They're going to finally say how crucial a conference championship really is. Because if you see, I mean, if you it, you could potentially see Michigan drop to um, drop to seventh by not playing if uh, Penn State or Wisconsin jump them, and then Oklahoma potentially too. So it, it, this is actually going to give us some clarity on how they view some things going down the road. Um, oh, certainly. But I mean, if if I'm sitting in that room, it, I and I mean, I think Penn State and Michigan's resumes. Um, Michigan's is a little stronger on who they've beaten, but who Penn State has lost to is a little stronger than who Michigan has lost to. So, I mean, to me, these teams are uh, razor thin differences at the moment. I, that term's been thrown around a lot, and to me, if I'm if I'm uh, I'm going off of that, I'm going on who has the better position within their division, um, who's playing better football right now. Um, you put Penn State, and Michigan on a neutral field right now. Um, I couldn't tell you who wins that game. Uh, it would be a heck of a game to watch, just given the way the teams are playing. In all honesty, I mean, you give you, you give uh, you give Michigan, Ohio State on a neutral field, uh, probably a good game to watch again. Uh, I think these top three teams in the Big Ten are all fairly even. They all have their their definite flaws. Um, I don't think any of these teams are as complete as Alabama. Um, I don't think any of these Big Ten teams are as complete as Clemson. In all honesty. Um, I think Clemson's your second best team in the country at the moment. Uh, probably going out on a limb with that that you're probably not going to agree with. But I think this Clemson team has potential to be darn good. Um, so I, I I just don't know how this is going to play out. It's going to be super interesting to see, and uh, it'll be interesting. So any thoughts on that, there, Jim? I, I don't. I, I honestly I think Clemson is a lot more flawed than than you give them credit for. Uh, but uh, and that I think they'll answer a lot of questions on Saturday. Um, I don't know. I. I <laughs> My last argument is this, you know, you, you put Michigan, um, even, even with a, even with a quarterback, that's not at a hundred percent on Ohio state's field this past Saturday. And, um, you know, four, 14 of those points were Michigan, you know, plaxicoing, plaxidentally shooting themselves. Uh, you know, it, it, and then not to take any credit away from, from what Ohio state is or has done this season, but if 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 Michigan and and you know Spate doesn't make two god awful decisions on terrible play calls, um, 
I, I don't I don't know if if Ohio State scores an offensive point. And I know that's probably a pretty bold claim, but the way that game was going, the only reason Ohio State even had a pulse was because Michigan made their own mistakes. And and I know that has to be taken into account. But I I think Michigan and again, this is like you said. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The, I would love to be in the play in the in the committee room, and and see how these discussions work out because I know that you know Ohio State's not going to be your Big Ten champion. Michigan's not going to be your Big Ten champion. I think those are the two best teams in the Big Ten, and I think Michigan. And I, I've said it for weeks. I've said it most of the year, and. Regardless of the outcome I, on Saturday, I still think Michigan is the better team. We both know sometimes the better team doesn't win a game. At the end of 60 minutes, sometimes the better team is not the team that won. And I still think Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. So if I'm sitting in that room, you know, I'm I'm making that case as hard as I can and, you know, hoping that you know, it, it sticks to somebody. You, you, it's kind of it's like a jury. You, you, if if you know if you don't agree with everybody in the room, you know you're you're trying to lay out the the cases you saw it. And to me, I'm saying as hard as I can, Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten, and hoping that somebody grabs onto it and goes, you know what, maybe they deserve to get in there. Um, and and we'll see. So I mean, it's it's going to be an exciting weekend. We're going to uh break down the games. Uh, coming up here in just a couple minutes, we'll let you uh, recap. But, Dave, an interesting thing, too, that could throw a whole monkey wrench, not necessarily into the playoff, but into this entire uh, college bowl system is uh, if Navy beats Temple. Did you read this story from uh, – it was on uh, ESPN today that I, that I saw it? I saw a little comment on Twitter on it, but I did not uh, read it. So I'll let you summarize it uh, quick. Okay, so – in summary, because I've read this thing like three times and it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Um, and I'll try and do my best to not, uh, you know, not flub over my words. But if Navy wins um, the uh, American Conference this weekend, the AAC, and if they are in contention for the group of five bid in a New Year's Six Bowl, um, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee could ina- could delay announcing the highest-ranked Group of Five champion team until December 10th when Navy plays Army uh, six days after the final rankings are revealed. Um, the Obviously, this is kind of creating a na- nightmare domino effect uh, for the playoff system or for the bowl system that, uh, that the writer, uh, Brett McMurphy, says could paralyze the system. Um, because it could affect uh, many bowl games involving group of five teams. Uh, they would have to delay placing teams in bowls without knowing whether a conference champion could get pulled up to the Cotton Bowl. Um, opponents in those bowl games wouldn't know who they were playing, uh, in addition to the obvious logistic and financial issues involved with waiting another seven days before planning travel, buying tickets, and other factors. So basically what it, you know what it's saying is if Navy beats Temple – uh, a lot of these bowl games, which start um, on December 17th, uh, all involving these group of five teams, they might those things might not get announced until you know a, a, another week later because Navy has to play Army. If Army wins, 
then uh, Navy wouldn't uh, necessarily be eligible for that Cotton Bowl bid. So, you know, you think about it, you know, if it doesn't get announced until December the 10th, that only gives literally one week for ticket sales, uh, game prep, things like that for, for these December 17th games. That, I mean, it just sounds like an absolute nightmare. Um, so I, I think in the article they even joked that there's going to be a lot of people that are rooting for Temple this weekend. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably bypass them just based on that whole principle was my uh, gut reaction on that. So, um, Ready to move into the picture? You want to argue some more? Um, I think we'll, we can argue enough uh, as the show goes on. So let's get to the picks. All right. The only thing I'm going to br- – actually, I'll bring it up when we talk about them. Uh, picks for the right year. Uh, this finally gives me the light to announce for you. Um, you're hitting at 69%, 174, and 78 over the year, going 10-7 and seven last week. Um, I went 13-4, and four, and I am 195-57. and 57, So I have a 21-game lead in 13 weeks. Uh, that's not good for me, right? I think it's great. Well, it's good for you, obviously. So that, that just gives my college football playoff, uh, logic more, more, uh, fight and more surface because, uh, oh, is that right? I know what I'm talking about in college more. <laughs> so onto the NFL. No, I'm just kidding. So if I don't pick any games this week, I'm still ahead of you. So that's what you're naturally going to do, right? I should just take the opposite side of you, and I'll probably pick up more games. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Oh, um, first, first, uh, first two games here on Friday, sir. Um, you have number seventeen, Western Michigan. Uh, for the record, this week, uh, filming this or taping this Wednesday night, uh, the couple injuries out there on some of these key teams at the moment. Um, so we're taping this Wednesday night and going along with it at that point. Um, there, there's also going to be, uh, any conference championship game, uh, we've decided it's going to be two points. Uh, so currently I have 195 points. Everything on the regular season is one point. Um, and that will go for any games such as Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, et cetera, this weekend. Um, we're doing the top 25 in any championship games. Championship games will be worth two points. Um, and then we will move onward from that. Uh, the bowls will be three points and any college football playoff games will be five points. Uh, we got to give Jim a chance. Uh, you guys are probably boring, bored listening at all the playoff <laughs> stuff or all the football picks at the moment because they're pretty uninteresting because Jim's terrible. I am. I, um, I'm first awful. game on Friday night, uh, number 17, Western Michigan, is at uh, Ohio. Uh, I believe this game is held at Ford Field in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, this is the MAC Championships. This is a two-pointer. Um, this is a game that Western Michigan is going to do everything they can to run this score up. Uh, uh, I'm taking Western Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to take Western Michigan uh, too. Do we want? Do we want to do any type of a bonus uh, in in terms of what we think the the actual score difference is going to be? <laughs> because I think it's pretty no. obvious they're going to win. I think they win by by 35 or more. Show me to go. I'll take thirty-four and a half or less. Then all right, let's do it. So you get one point for who's closer on the head. All right, thirty-five. Jim is plus. This is going to drive me nuts trying to figure out how the scoring works. <laughs> Anything to give you a chance. I'm going to pull further ahead. Um, your second game then is nine o'clock on Friday night at uh, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, uh, California about time the stadium has a good football game this year <laughs> um you you have the the 
Pac-12 championship, uh, number t- number eight, Colorado, and number four, Washington. Um, I'm going with the upset here. I think Colorado is uh, going to give Washington everything that they can handle. So uh, I'm taking Colorado. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do a uh, point thing if it's going to be a uh, opposite side here. So uh, I'm taking Colorado, though. I'm I'm going to take Washington. Uh, you know, in in, in spite of my uh, arguments about the if Washington and Clemson both lose, uh, I think Washington is the better team. I'm taking nothing away from Colorado. If you would have told me that Colorado would have been the team in the in the Pac-12 championship, uh, I probably would have uh, you know hung up on you or or something like that because I thought you would have been crazy. But uh, I think Washington's going to edge them out. I don't think it's going to be a huge win. I think this. Um, could be one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting, of the uh, of the playoff games uh, or of the championship games this weekend. Definitely, I think this is going to be a heck of a game to watch on Friday night. So, uh, definitely want to be excited about. Uh, I, I think Colorado has a a uh, lot to hold their head on this year. Um, one thing I'm going to throw a wrench in your Michigan argument. I got to get this jab in one more time. But uh, if you remember when Colorado played Michigan. The game was close in, in through the second quarter, and Colorado's starting quarterback was hurt, uh, and that and that's when Michigan pulled away to win by to lose by or to win by seventeen, I believe. So uh, your your flaws, your 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 win over Colorado isn't as impressive as it seems. So throwing that one out there too, just to get another uh, knife in the wound. All right, all right, I'll let you have it. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. Okay, good. Uh, moving on to Saturday, then uh, new game: the American Athletic Conference Championship. Uh, this is between Temple and Navy, as you previously mentioned. Um, I, I believe the line is sitting at a field goal. Uh, game is at the uh, the uh, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, I don't really have a preference on this team. These, these uh, games, one way or the other. Um, I'm going to go with Temple because every time I pick Navy, they uh, seem to lose, and every time I go against them, they seem to win. So uh, I'm going to take Temple and give you the game here. I was say since we all know that uh, you know I had the maybe the uh, um, one of the biggest upset picks of the year that I called correctly when Navy beat Houston. I'm going to continue uh, to pick the midshipmen. So go Navy. Imagine if you didn't have that pick, you'd be another couple games behind. <laughs> hey, um, when I do get them, I'm going to be proud of them. You got nothing else to hang your hat on. Well, that's true. Louisiana Tech at Western Kentucky. Uh, this is your Conference USA Championship game uh, at LT Smith Stadium in Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, at 12 o'clock one Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm taking Western Kentucky. Uh, then just to try and uh, catch ground, I am going to go against you and pick, uh, what'd you say, Louisiana Tech, correct? Can I throw any other team in there and then you automatically lose? No, I don't think that would be very fair. Yes, it is uh, Louisiana Tech. So okay. uh, you have Louisiana Tech, I have uh, Western Kentucky. All right. um, our first non conference championship game here between ranked teams, we have Oklahoma State uh, and Oklahoma. Uh, I'm taking Oklahoma. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting, interesting game to watch. Uh, the the one argument I will bring up here, and I know it's one we've talked about previously a lot, uh, but if Oklahoma State wouldn't have lost that uh, game to, to Central Michigan on the last uh, Hail Mary that we all uh, all agree that shouldn't have happened, uh, this game should ha- could have some huge meaning. It would be very interesting to see what happened with Oklahoma State as a one-loss team going into Oklahoma. 
Um, with all that said, uh, Oklahoma State's a heck of a team. I think this is a field goal or a uh, touchdown type game. Uh, I think you're going to see some points scored, um, but it will be interesting to see how this one plays out. Uh, it's definitely a benefit for Oklahoma with this one being in Norman, but uh, we'll see here. As as much as I want to want to pick against them, I I, I am going and, and try and pick up another game on you. I am going to go with Oklahoma here uh, because I, I do. I think they're the better team, and it, it it would be interesting to see how how it would be, where we would be, what the discussion would be if if that hail mary didn't happen. But of course it did. Uh, so I, I have Oklahoma. Excellent. Uh, no points on that one because it's not a championship game. I'm only giving you so many bonuses here. <laughs> um, the the next game is uh, Baylor at number 16, West Virginia. Uh, I'm not spending any time talking on this. Uh, West Virginia is going to absolutely boat race them. Yep, uh, yep that was easy. This is the last game in uh, Baylor's season. Uh, although they are 6-5, and five, I see now, so I guess they're getting a bowl if they're eligible, but I would, who knows. But uh, Baylor's quit on the season, so uh, West Virginia will uh, yeah, run all easy, over them here. Easy. The, uh, the next game we have, then, is the SEC championship game. Uh, they take number one, Alabama, and number 15, Florida. Uh, it is in the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Um, I obviously know that we're both picking Bama. Uh, I'm going to say Bama by 17. You get the over or under on it. I will take the under. I think it, I think they are going to uh, assume they're going to win big. Florida is going to surprise them, um, and I, I'm going to – foolishly take the under <laughs> thank you another point on my head uh next we go to the mountain west championship game you have a san diego state at wyoming uh in war memorial stadium in wyoming i believe uh, so you're gonna have some nice home field advantage for wyoming here um but not so fast in the words of corso i believe san diego state wins this game Oh, give me one of my favorite color schemes and uniforms in college football. Give me Wyoming. You like the black and gold that translates as a hockey rink too, right? They're brown and yellow, aren't they? They're not black. I'm just trying to turn I'm trying to turn into a penguins argument to really get Ugh. you going tonight, but that'll be that'll be for once football season ends. Then we'll get into the uh heated discussion about uh how much I despise the uh the black and yellow. Not gold. That is not gold. I know. I'm tormenting you. <laughs> um, on to the ACC championship game here. Uh, Clemson at number twenty, number three Clemson at number 23 Virginia Tech. Uh, this is at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Um, I'm taking Clemson. I think Clemson uh, is finally turning the, uh, the corner this year. Um, I, I think this Clemson team is finally waking up and finally getting healthy at the wide receiver position, which is going to help uh, – uh, their quarterback at the ball downfield and break this Virginia Tech defense. Um, I think Clemson's going to boat race Virginia Tech and uh, really make a statement game. In the words of Stuttermouth Corso, not so fast, my friend. I like Virginia Tech in this one. I think their defense is going to be enough to uh, to cause some problems. And in a low-scoring game, I think Virginia Tech's going to be good enough to pick up the win. I think Clemson is a lot more flawed than you and some other people think they are. Um, and, and some of those early season uh, woes that crept up on them are going to creep back, and they're not going to be able to recover. So I have Virginia Tech winning the ACC. Excellent. Um, last game then, uh, I don't even know if we want to talk about it. I think we beat it up pretty good, but I'm taking Penn State. You're probably taking Wisconsin because you hate Penn State. 
I'm picking Wisconsin because I, I, I still, I just think that they are better. Yes, because I hate Penn State. And and look, I'm not trying to dis. I really am. I, I I've had fun. I'm not trying to discredit uh, what Penn State has done because to go ten and two, um, you know, I I think is a pretty impressive uh, is a pretty impressive feat. I I I do agree that you know they they have surprised a lot of people, myself included. Um, I just uh, I, I I still think that they that they are just riding a high that at some point the bubble is going to get burst and they are going to come back to reality. Um, and I'm just hoping it's this week. Uh, although I will say this, and, and we, we 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 hammered on some points with them, and uh, we have a call we'll get to uh, just on the other side of the break here in just a minute. So uh, to the to the caller, please hang on the line. Um, is you know, since the uh, since Notre Dame got absolutely obliterated by uh, Alabama four years ago uh, in the national championship game, I, I, I've had Penn State fans, both friends of mine, uh, whether in in, rea- in truth or just to try and piss me off, or people on Twitter, probably for the same reason, tell me that Notre Dame never belonged in that game. So there is a there is a part of me, Dave, that wants to see Penn State win, end up at number four. Just to see um, what Nick Saban can do to pick apart that team like the like the Thanksgiving turkey carcass, um, uh, with having a month to prepare for them. So there is a part of me that wants to see Penn State win here, just to see how bad they get obliterated uh, by Alabama. Yeah, I can I can uh, I can appreciate that. I mean, I think um, I'm not looking into this a whole bunch, but I think if Penn State plays Alabama, you got to have that line in the uh, 14 to 17 range and. Uh, I don't know if that's high enough, but uh, we'll see. Um, last couple things I want to close out on college here. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I'll, I'll blabber on a little bit on this, uh, and you're not allowed to pick Alabama um, for this first question. Okay. So, who's who's the national champion other than Alabama? Because that's the obvious answer. I'm not giving you a free pass. Uh, I'm taking Clemson. Uh, I, I I think I've, I spoke about them enough, but uh, I'm taking Clemson here. Um, I, I think they are the most complete team uh, and healthiest team at the moment. Um, probably going to be eating my words on this when they lose to Virginia Tech, but um, I, I think they are the healthiest team and the most complete team, and they have a proven leader quarterback that's been there before, and uh, they were so close last year and got the taste, and I think that's going to motivate them even more this year. Um, so I'm taking Clemson as my national champ. Jim, who you got? Well, if I'm not allowed to pick Alabama, then uh, I know my wife does listen to this show. So, babe, if you just want to uh, earmuff it or uh, pull the earbuds out for just a second, Ohio State. Um, I think. What'd you w- say? I didn't hear you. Uh, um, that team from Ohio, the with the red and the silver. I said the name once. If you can't hear it, that's not my problem. Excellent. Um, so, last question then, and then we'll go to the break and uh, take our callers on the line here. Um, how, based on how you pick the games and everything, what's your top four and how do they play out? Um, and you can pick Alabama, obviously. Uh, I think we both have them at one regardless. Um, but my top four is Alabama one, Clemson two. Uh, I have Colorado beating Washington, obviously. So OSU slots in at three. And then number four, just to piss you off, and we're watching the game at your house, Jimmy boy, we got the Penn State Nittany Lions. All right. Um, I have Alabama one. I have, or no, did I pick? 
No, I did pick Alabama, right? <laughs> I can't even remember who I picked. You picked Alabama. They're, that, they're number one no matter what happens this weekend. All right. Well, I disagree with that. If they lose, they're not number one. But Alabama... How is they going to jump on not playing a game? It's not happening. You're crazy talk. Well, you, you, you by standing still, sometimes you can move forward. Uh, Alabama... Uh, From an escalator. <laughs> uh, Alabama, Ohio State. I have Clemson losing, so Washington with the win moves up to three. Uh, and then because I think that uh, the the Big Ten championship is going to be uh, an ugly disappointment and probably just to piss people off and waiting for people to pounce on it, uh, I'm going to put Michigan at number four. That's impressive. I had that written down before you even answered the question, so I'm good. <laughs> so just to recap uh, the college picks here, Jim's getting his ass kicked. We picked every game different. Uh, Jim has a Michigan State hat and boxers on right now. Um, he thinks Ohio State's going to win the championship. I got Clemson. Um, we both agree Alabama's won. Uh, my two, three, four is Clemson, Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, Jim has Ohio State, Washington, Michigan as his uh, last four in the college playoff. So, uh, again, uh that's uh, pretty much the college football wrap up. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting discussion next week because no matter what happens, um, we're going to disagree with what happened. Um, plain and simple. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. You and I are going to disagree about something. I, I didn't say disagree with each other. I said we're going to disagree with how the rankings pan. Oh, out. okay. Whew. I was going to say, but you and I we never disagree, Dave. No, we we do disagree. <laughs> we just never admit that we agree ah okay i got you i got you i got i get confused you know i get confused easily bright lights loud noises you know things like that definitely why don't we uh why don't we throw us a break here and uh give a call in and then we'll uh uh talk to whoever uh called in for us here all right if you are listening to us live stay tuned on the other side this is the huddle up podcast on ngscsports.com are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. here on NGSCSports.com. It is the Huddle Up podcast, Huddle Up with Jim and Dave, and we are happy to be with you here again November 30th, 2016. Make sure you visit the homepage, NGSCSports.com, for all of the content there, all of the shows across the NGSC Sports radio network by also going to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn radio app, search NGSC. You can podcast our show directly by searching Huddle Up with Jim and Dave on iTunes or Android, and also you can uh, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash huddleuppodcast, 
and uh, we have the link to the uh, subscribe page there. Dave, also we have the uh, the College Bowl Pick'em. If you go to the Facebook page, make sure you like the page because we have, uh, what, two grand prizes. There's a, there's a $25 gift card, uh, which uh, I think you are uh, going to be supplying. Um, not sure for what, hopefully it's not, uh, you know, dinner at your house or something like that, but, uh, $25 gift card and, uh, also a spot to, uh, to co-host with us, uh, here on a Wednesday night. So, uh, if you win the pool, but the key is you have to be liking the, uh, the huddle up podcast, Facebook page. If you do not like the page, you are not eligible to uh, win. So we would just go from the top to the, uh, to the next closest to get those, uh, prizes, because uh, we want people to be, we want to be more involved uh, with the Facebook page. So make sure you uh, you go to. You forgot uh, you forgot prize number three, Jim. What is prize number three? Prize number three is me, my friend network growing and being able to make fun of your college football picks. So that's the that's the real grand prize. Oh, that is. Uh, how could I forget? How could I forget? So uh, make sure you do that. Go to again facebook.com slash huddle up podcast. And uh, we have the link. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I think we posted up there uh, earlier today. If not, we will make sure uh, we do get it up there. I also have it on uh, on my Twitter as well. I know Dave, you tweeted it out. So um, all places on social media, you can find us, and that is uh, that is on Yahoo. So uh, we do have a caller. They've been waiting on the line ever so patiently uh, since before the break. So let's get them in eight six two number. Let us know who you are, where you are calling from tonight. Hey guys, what's going on? It's uh, Mitch in Mendham, New Jersey. I uh, wanted to call in, talk a little uh, NFL and college football since uh, tis the season, you know. Absolutely, Mitch. We appreciate the call. We've uh, we missed you over the over the. Uh, we we've, we've kind of had a crazy schedule as well, so uh, we're glad to be back. We're glad to have you back. So, uh, what is on your mind? Uh, let me just make a quick uh, observation. You know, obviously, Jim, I bust your balls all the time, but I've noticed. Over these last few weeks, as the Cowboys have uh, the best record in the NFL and the Panthers are all but irrelevant, uh, Dave seems very hesitant to talk about the NFL. That's just an observation I made, uh, so I wanted to point that out real quick. I think I think that also has to do with the fact that I am beating him in the overall standings in our in our uh, <laughs> NFL pick'em. So yeah, between the the Panthers being uh, you know a, a pretty embarrassing product, uh, the Cowboys looking like the class of the NFL. Uh, in my opinion, uh, the way it should be, but, uh, sure. and, and also the fact that he is, uh, yeah, he's losing to me. I think that's why he, he tries to drag out the college conversation, uh, a little bit longer, but, uh, we've, we found our way over here into the second half. Well, let me hit uh, yeah, on you, Mitch. <laughs> How's that? The last time I tweeted you today, Mitch. Oh, <laughs> Oh come on! Don't don't be all sensitive now. Come on, come on! I'm playing. I'm just around. pretending. I'm just taking the role of a Cowboys fan after Thanksgiving last year. And yes, I'm living in the past, Jimmy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> hey, uh, Jim, real quick, are you excited to root for the Steelers on Sunday? Uh, actually, uh, I am because uh, the the quicker some of these uh, NFC East teams get out of, get out of my business is the uh, the quicker <laughs> that, that I can start popping at least one bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, actually, I, I'm feeling good about the Steelers on Sunday. Uh, I don't think the Giants are on a six-game winning streak, but they haven't been playing super impressive. Uh, and I think this game is way more important for the Steelers 
uh, you know, playoff chances. I, I'm just I'm very confident uh, the Steelers are going to win on Sunday. And uh, this 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 particular Steelers team, I'm not always very confident about. So when I say I'm confident, it's not like I say that every week. I'm very confident this week, though. Yeah, you and this I. the same way that you felt, Mitch, when the uh, when the Steelers went into Philadelphia. What was it? Week two, week three, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> See how quickly they, he turns, they, Mitch. Dave, speak speak up. The the six Super Bowls make a lot of noise. Not that you would know anything about that as a Panthers fan, but. It's hard to know about six when you don't even have one. But uh, no, Mitch, you, you you have been. Uh, you know, I'll give you. You know, we we have our fun with each other, of course, on Twitter. Um, but uh, you you have been very very vocal and honest about uh, some of the problems with the with the Steelers this year. So if you are feeling confident, uh, that is uh, that is yeah. definitely something to say. I think it is. Uh, a big game uh, obviously Dave and I will get to our picks a little bit later but I think it is a big game for uh for the Steelers probably bigger than for the Giants I think the Giants are are kind of wrapped in in this world of um almost a, kind of a, almost admitting that maybe the div- the division's a little bit out of the the goal a little bit so so uh you know they have that six game winning streak but um you know, Pittsburgh needs to keep pace in their own division. So I think there's a little bit more incentive for them, Dave. What do you think? Well, I, I am not high on this Giants team at all. I mean, I think they're a lot like a lot of these other teams in the NFL. Um, who have they really beaten? I mean, this Giants team realistically was getting, I don't want to say manhandled, but they were getting everything that they could get from the Browns last weekend. I was wonderfully stuck uh, – that that was my game I had to watch. So I had to watch the Giants and the Browns. Um, I loved every second of it. But uh, until the Browns browned and turned the ball over in Giants territory, they were dead. Um, and the Browns – I mean, the Browns, the Browns kicked two field goals from inside the 10-yard line in the first half, and it was 14-6 at half. I mean, that, that game realistically without any trouble at all could have been 14-7 Cleveland or 14-3 Cleveland. Um, so this is a, this is a giant team that I think is vastly overrated. Um, but at the same time, this giant team isn't very good in my opinion, but they keep finding ways to win games. So what do you say about that? And I, I don't have a good handle on them from that perspective. Um, I, I think that they should absolutely roll over Pittsburgh this weekend. I'm, I actually agree with Mitch on that, but this Giants team is just weird that they, they find a way to win a game, win games. And that's just, that's that un, untouchable. You can't, you can't value it in any way. You can't put it on stats or anything. Uh, it, it's kind of like this, uh, this Arizona and this Cincinnati team. They, they just find ways to lose games this year. The Carolina, I'll throw them in there. They, they, they've lost three games by a field goal, four games by a field goal. Uh, you flip that around, they're seven and four and you're, you're off my back on them. But, uh, they won those close games last year, and they're not winning them this year. So it's it's uh I mean you, NFL you win you win fifty percent of the games under a field goal you win fifty percent over or you win fifty percent and you lose fifty percent of the games within a field goal over a five year period. And when you go you go fifteen and one, you're going to have a rough following year, generally speaking, in those close games. And uh, it's biting a couple teams this year. Yeah, and, and I mean the thing with the Giants is is too like their their most marquee win and to kind of tag onto what what you said, Dave, is their their marquee win this year is against Dallas, where if Terrence Williams is smart enough to get out of bounds, uh, there's a pretty good chance Dan Bailey kicks that field goal, and uh, you know the Cowboys are sitting undefeated at this point, and and the Giants are an extra game back. 
Um, so it was, you know, that game as back and forth as it was, it was more at the end what the Cowboys didn't do uh, versus what the Giants actually did do. So, um, you know, the, the, the Giants, what I will say about them is, is they, they always are one of those scary teams where if they find a way to get in, uh, you know, they, they could, they could have a tremendous year, go 13 and three or something like that. And they get bounced in the first round. You know, they, they squeak in at eight and eight and they end up winning the, uh, they end up winning the Super Bowl. So, um, the, the, the quicker the Giants can get the hell out of the way, uh, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with, uh, 100%. Uh, Mitch, uh, what else is on your mind here? I guess the other thing on my mind would be uh, the college football playoffs. I think uh, there's part of it that's clear cut, uh, right? We all know that if uh, Alabama at this point, they're just in no matter what. And if Washington and Clemson win, uh, you know, they're going to be in. But then the the problem, and I heard you guys discussing this, is the Big Ten with, you know, who who deserves it, who's the best team, who won the conference, who's most talented. I saw something interesting, though, uh, just real quick. I saw a tweet that said four best teams, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, four most deserving would be Alabama, Washington, Clemson, and uh, the Big Ten champion. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on kind of is there a difference between who the four best teams are and who are the four most deserving teams? Mitch, I'll jump in on this real quick and define best for me. Is it best by playing right now? Is it most complete team when healthy? Is it uh, resume? Is it a combination of everything? I, I would, for, 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 if we're saying best, right, there's a unanimous decision that Alabama should be number one. So I would say for two, three, four of best, which teams right now have, like, the talent, the momentum, the blah, 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 the health? Like, when I say best, I mean, which teams have the best chance of winning, whereas a team like you would say Wisconsin or Penn State are deserving, but they don't really have some of the talent that maybe a team like Michigan does. So if we're playing the games this weekend, the three teams that we think had the best chance to knock off Alabama. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I have to throw Clemson in there, number one. Um, but I, I got to say, man, real quick, I, I just real quick, I disagree with you on Clemson. I think. First of all, I think Dabo Sweeney is an idiot. I think he, because yeah, I'm, I, and I'm biased because I, I watched I watched the whole game against Pitt, which they blew, and I was like, this team is the team everyone's crazy about. I mean, Deshaun Watson and, and the receivers are great, but but uh, but I, I Clemson, I know last year they were great. I just don't know if they're great this year. Just to respectfully disagree, Mitch. With I think we need to time. Yeah, hold on, Dave. I think we need to timestamp this, Mitch, because I, I couldn't disagree with one damn thing you just said. So let's time stamp ten thirty seven p.m. Oh. November thirtieth, twenty sixteen. Uh, Mitch and I one hundred percent agree uh, on on something. So I think that that's a, a pretty epic uh, situation there's in a, in and of first itself. Time for everything. There, there, there absolutely is, uh, Dave. I'll let you get back to your point, but I had to put the stamp on it. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I mean, I I think I think Clemson or the the other team out of the ACC that you really have to keep an eye on right now is this Florida State team. This Florida State team is uh, – you asked me a Florida State-Washington matchup. Uh, I'm taking Florida State every day of the week on a neutral field on a bowl. Uh, there's a ton of talent on this Florida State team. USC's in the mix as well with their talent. Um, I, I love this Oklahoma team, but I don't think they have any run defense. Um, Big right. Ten – 
you you have to throw one of the Big Ten teams in there. But uh, to be honest, I don't know who you throw in. I mean, Ohio, Ohio State has looked horrific um, the last two weeks against Michigan State and then uh, Michigan, but they won both of them somehow. Um, Michigan has quarterback questions. Penn right. State, uh, I, I'm not sure that they can stop the run, which we're going to see this weekend against. Uh, we're going to see this weekend against uh, Wisconsin. So I'm not sure you throw them in there. Um, I I don't know, in all honesty, who you pick out of the Big Ten. I know Jim's got a hard on for Michigan, obviously, but <laughs> um, I I just have absolutely no. I mean, you have to throw a Big Ten team wait, in there. Wait, but wait, wait guys, wait, would you put Notre Dame in this playoff? Oh, for God's sakes. You had to ruin it, Mitch. You had to yeah, ruin we it. Getting, we were two getting, minutes we were later. Too buddy buddy. It was getting a little too <laughs> cozy. You know, I, I don't work like that. <laughs> Mitch, were we talking about basketball or were we talking about football? I I, I forgot because I didn't know Notre Dame had a football team. Still. They have a pretty damn good basketball team right now. Yeah, the oh, women's I, basketball I, I, team. I love I love the Mike the Mike Bray system of offense. I absolutely love the ball movement. People don't know I'm actually a huge Notre Dame basketball fan. They're one of my top ten favorite teams. I love they they don't get the big recruits as like a UNC, but they find a way to compete because they run great offense. I'm actually a big fan. Uh, so, Definitely. Um, so Dave, so my, my top four. Teams, Dave, in you, I was to say in your mumblings, let's get to your top four. Hey, watch it, big guy. Uh, my top four teams would be Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Oh my God! Uh, but I'm what a prick! Yeah. Yeah, I swear Dave. to God. Alabama, um, Alabama, Clemson. Uh, I'm gonna take Penn State out of the Big Ten just because they had two sizable wins the past couple of weeks. Uh, but that's that's with a star saying any of the three teams really. And then uh, I, I like this USC team a lot. I, I buy into them. Uh, they, they're a ton of talent. Um, they had a couple, the rough start to the season. I think they dropped three of their first four. I might be wrong about that. That's off memory. Um, that's but correct. I think that this USC team's playing about as good as any team. Uh, so I would put them four. And uh, bonus, I would put Florida State number five probably. Yeah, no, with, with the the best versus most deserving, I think is probably the 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 best way to sum up what what Dave and I tried to say in the first uh, entire hour. So, um, well well done there by you, Mitch. Uh, my my top four in terms of best would be Alabama at one. Uh, I would put USC at two. I think that team, uh, since they made the quarterback changes, playing a, a, as good, uh, may, maybe better even uh, than, than Alabama, and I know it's a bold statement. Uh, so I'll put it. I'll put USC at two. Uh, I'll put Michigan at three. Like, like I said in, at the end of uh, hour one, I still think Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten. And uh, and number four, despite uh, you know the, the, the struggles the last couple of weeks, I'm going to put Ohio State at four. Uh, if if I had to say my best, I, I don't I don't believe in um, Clemson as as Mitch and I surprisingly agreed on. Um, yeah, you know I, I just and and. Uh, you know, USC is the best team out of the out of the Pac-12, and I, I just think, and and I don't think as a, the conference as a whole, but at the top, I think the the Big Ten is the the best conference um, in in college football at the top this year. Overall, I'd have to dig in a little bit deeper that we're not going to get into uh, right now, but. Um, at the very, very top, I think the Big Ten's the best conference in, in college football. So um, all of my uh, Penn State fans would say I always just rag on the Big Ten. There you go. There's a free one. 
<laughs> My last question for you two while you're both here. If you had, if you, if we replayed this Ohio State Oklahoma game right now, do you think it would turn out the same way that it did the first time? Yeah, probably. I, I just think they couldn't. Oklahoma have some. The, the kid uh, Westbrook at wideout is incredible. He's, but uh, I just think Oklahoma couldn't handle the physicality of Ohio State, and I kind of think that would happen again. But I, but I could be wrong. I'm, I mean, I'm not a college football expert. But that's just my opinion. Uh, what was the, what yeah, my, was my uh, what my, was the my, question? My Dave? question with that is, I mean, I, I feel like this Oklahoma team, um, they have some similarities to this Penn State and this USC team but they struggled out of the shoot the first, I don't know, three, four, five games. And they've been, I don't want to say rolling, but they have been doing a lot better the second half of this year. And, I, I mean, I see Ohio State, um, I don't want to say peaking early, but I see them uh, almost regressing the other way to, to some extent. It's just uh, it's one of those – I would love to see some of these big non-conference games get moved to the tail end of the season. Uh, I mean, for, I know you have to put your cupcakes in from the SEC – but uh, you put your cupcakes in, uh, spread them out throughout the middle of the year, and get some of these, uh, throw some of these conference games, non-conference games in, like week week nine, week twelve. Uh, I, I know you need the conference games, but uh, get some of your other ones out of the way early. No, I agree with that. I I, I do think that that the the makeup of the schedule um, is a little weird at times, and I think it could could go a long way, even even to some of these discussions like we had in the in the first hour uh could could change a lot of things if you if you move the makeup of the schedule around definitely i mean uh, look at usc alabama you have that not week one what what does that game look like right now i i think that would be one of the most fun games in a long time to watch i i really yep. do i agree I, I completely agree So, Mitch, any uh, anything else uh, on your mind before before we uh, let you go? Yeah, I just wanted to give uh, you know this is obviously uh, a funny year with the Heisman. It looked like Lamar Jackson was the runaway favorite, and now a lot of people are talking about how there's no clear cut favorite. Um, I really do hope uh, that there's an off chance James Conner gets an invite to the ceremony. I mean, I'm I'm a Pittsburgh sports homer, but I think pretty much the whole nation has embraced him and his story. It's pretty inspirational. And if you claim the Heisman Trophy is uh, about more than just on-the-field performance, then you go and you give it to guys like Johnny Manziel and Jameis Winston. I kind of question that. But this kid kind of represents, uh, you know, like the kind of the things that people enjoy about the sport. He did have a terrific year, by the way, over 1,000 yards, 20 touchdowns. So I just really hope uh, he gets an invite to the Heisman ceremony. Yeah, no, his his is a great story, and and I, I think the Heisman is a lot different now than than what it actually was, um, kind of designed to be. Is is the the overall best player, um, and and can kind of represent uh, college football, and it's kind of just become more of a, um, you know, who's who's the most recognized player, things like that. Um, it, Man, the the Heisman race—it's almost like can can we just uh, you know throw a dart at a wall and and whoever it lands on, uh, just give them to. It's been really really an odd year uh, for the Heisman Trophy. Um, a, a guy that I think you know should should at least get an invite is uh, a Dory Jackson from USC. That guy um, is I think 
one of one of the best players in college football right now. If I had to make a guess, um, I I don't. I, to be honest, I don't even know. I mean, does is it Lamar Jackson's by default? Even though Louisville's uh, kind of falling apart, do you give it to? Um, do you give it to Watson? Do you just wait and see how this weekend plays out? And, um, you know, do you, do you give it to Jalen Hurts at Alabama? I, I, I don't, I, I truly don't know. I, I have no idea. It, it seems like I, I didn't, until people talk about it, it's almost like I forget there is a Heisman trophy this year just because of the way. Uh, it, I have a quick, I have a quick, uh, quick wacky idea this year. I would give it to, uh, to Vince Young, given the fact Reggie Bush had his vacated. And Vince Young deserved the highs in that year for the incredible year he had. I would give it to him like a like a, a late recognition award, but obviously I'm just kind of kidding. That's <laughs> uh, really going to happen. I'll, su- I'll okay. support that. <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of cool, huh? I think the Heisman this year is a lot like the NFL. That it's, uh, it, I mean, you had a clear cut teams at the beginning, uh, and, and I mean Lamar Jackson is obviously the one that stands out. Uh, Fournette was in there at the beginning of the year that everyone thought was a, a shoe-in before the year started. And uh, I, I think you have a lot of deserving guys here. It's a lot like trying to pick the, the four teams. I think you can really get to eight teams without an issue and still argue on who the last two teams are in, in, in of those eight. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets sent there. I think you're going to have someone that's going to set themselves to, uh, apart this weekend, whether it's Watson at Clemson, uh, Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, uh, potentially. I don't think he has much of a chance, but potentially. Um, you, you have a couple guys that could really set themselves apart and really land themselves in the race. Um, Mitch, uh, one, one last thing before you take off here, uh, but I would definitely sure. think I'd take Brian Kelly for Coach of the Year. Kiss my ass. <laughs> what a prick. Uh, Jim. Maybe I'll let you go, Dave, and I'll finish the show with Mitch. How about that? That'll help my lead in the NFL grow even higher. <laughs> hey, that was oh, too good man. to pass up. I'm I'm done on Notre Dame for this 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 uh, ten minute period. Thank God I'm done with them too for for this year. Hey Dave, Dave, you laugh at Notre Dame. You weren't laughing when they beat the uh, Carolina Panthers in Week Four. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and on that, Mitch, we bid you a good night. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Hey, take it easy, guys. All right. So we uh, we. We have a uh, uh, our, our audio there had a little bit of problems because we do have a second caller. Let's roll right into it. Um, the longer we go with this, the uh, the quicker we can then just roll through our picks, and we have less jibber jabber by me and Dave. So we have a caller from the seven one seven. Let us know who you are and exactly where you're calling from tonight. Hey, how's it going? I'm Tom from Lancaster. How's it going, uh, Tom? What's on your mind? First time listening to the show. Love that Jim's always giving Dave shit constantly. It's always a good day. <laughs> I like this. I like guys calling in and ragging on Dave. That's uh, that's uh, one of my favorite parts of the night so far. So, Tom, welcome into the show. What else? Uh, what uh, what else do you have on your mind besides, uh, you know, just ragging on Dave? Well, Jim, my, coming from a Notre Dame household, I feel a lot of your pain this year. Understand the struggles we've been going through. Um, do how long do you think Brian Kelly's got left before we see some kind of movement towards another coach? Is it going to be this week or what's um, going on? You think in that situation? In in terms of that, I I do think that um the decision on the appeal for the uh, vacated wins I think is going to play heavy on the decision. I think if um 
if the loss of wins is upheld, I think it'll give Notre Dame a reason to out and, and to reason to move. Um, even though I think Brian Kelly should get next year, to to be a hundred percent honest. Um, even though in, in a post last week I said that you know that you know maybe now is the time. Maybe it, it, it's so hard. Like week to week, I think it's just really hard because. Uh, I don't think necessary. All of this was Brian Kelly's fault or problem. Um, when you you know only return seven starters and you start over twenty freshmen over the course of a year, that that's kind of a that's kind of a rough thing to go. Should they have gone four and eight? Probably not. They probably should have at least been. Yeah, but that's kind of on him though. I mean, you're doing fees ahead of recruiting. You can't let that happen where you get in a situation where you have so many young players to have to rely on. Uh, so I feel like that's a knock against him as well. Certainly. Uh, the, the thing that the thing I'll, I'll say maybe in a little bit of defense of him is uh, if, if there are kind of wholesale changes at the assistant coach positions, uh, obviously defensive coordinator has to be addressed. I think your, your strength and conditioning coach needs to be addressed because one of the reasons you had so many – uh, young guys uh, address was because of the number of injuries, which has been a problem over the last couple of years. So I think that's more of a uh, strength and conditioning problem. So I think that needs to be addressed and, and maybe even offensively, because I think the play calling was atrocious. Uh, and that was on the part of, uh, of the offensive coordinator Sanford. So uh, if there, if there's not wholesale changes there, then I think that there's a, a glaring problem. Uh, so, and, and I, I did read a report today um, that, uh, apparently no, like, I, I guess there is a, uh, there's an out clause or the Notre Dame's willing to negotiate an out clause, uh, with Brian Kelly that would uh, come to terms of a kind of a settlement on the extension that they uh, gave him, uh, earlier this year. So, um, if these reports are true, then it, they're at least, that at least tells you that there's a discussion. Um, so I, I, I do think that whatever happens with this appeal though, um, will be kind of the, the could be the straw that breaks the camel's back, uh, in, in terms of uh, what exactly happens. Dave, do you have any, uh, thoughts or input on this? I have six minutes left that I'm, I said, I wasn't talking about this, uh, football team. So, uh, I, I thank the Tommy for calling <laughs> in and, uh, I, I will hold to my word that I have six minutes left until I can talk about them. So I, I'm on point with everything you guys said, though. I, I think you're spot on with it. So, all right, that's all right, Jim. We'll just continue our conversation then. All right, perfect. That's fine. <laughs> if you had to like pick a a replacement, if he was to get fired, who would you like to see in there, Jim? You know, that, that, that's that's the hardest part, and I, and there has been. Uh, a, a, you know, obviously thought about it, um, for me because the, the rumors have been out there and the thought has been out there. Um, the one guy that, that, that comes to the, the top of the list that I don't know that a lot of people think about him is, uh, Jim Tressel, um, the former Ohio state coach, because the, the, the hard part with Notre Dame is obviously the, where they are geographically. So, uh, being able to to know how to recruit, you know your 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 top athletes to that type of um, you know weather climate, I think is huge. And Tressel has has a big name, uh, big enough name with his history at Ohio State. Uh, I I think he could uh, I think he could do something good. Um, and I also think Les Miles. I mean the 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 guy's crazy. The guy uh, garners attention. Um, 
You know, so I think I think he could be a decent replacement. I I don't know that Notre Dame we've seen in the past when they, um, you know, bring in the Charlie Weiss and even the Tyrone Willingham who had a small resume. Uh, Notre Dame's not the place to find your footing. So as much as these guys from Western Michigan and some of these other places may look like a like a great idea and that they're you know the kind of the hot new product out there, I don't think Notre Dame is the place to find your footing. So I, I would I would like to see them if they're gonna if they are gonna make a move to replace them replace Brian Kelly with somebody that has a a, a strong uh resume, has a strong uh history of, of coaching success in college football. What do you think? Uh, man, I, I agree with you in the fact that you just can't it's not a it's not somewhere you go as a first coaching job, that's for sure. So that makes it tough and with teams already making their moves for new coaches, I think that they're messing up. If they're going to make the move, they got to do it soon so they don't run out of options. But I don't know if I have a name I'd put in there for sure. And and Dave, you're still off the clock, correct? I don't know. We're getting close. Um, I I I I would only since I'm not allowed to say a certain uh, team name as a huge guy that likes to watch you love football and likes to watch you complain on Twitter all the time, I would nominate Brian Van Gorder. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. I might mute you <laughs> just for saying that. Um, that, would, that would be awful. <laughs> I think there would actually be riots at, uh, at at Notre Dame if that happened. I think that, that would... Uh, nah, Catholic school, they'd totally keep it low-key. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, there's been a lot of unrest this year. Uh, Tommy, any, anything else? Yeah, actually, I did have one more question. So I, I consider myself like a casual college football fan, so I don't consider myself an expert in any way. But I'm kind of confused why Jabril Peppers isn't getting more looked at for the Heisman. I know his stats and being an offensive player, primarily, it's a little more difficult. But I've had the opportunity to watch a lot of Michigan games this year. And every time you look up on the TV, he's doing something or he's just one of those guys that has one of those, you know, un, like an intangible that you can't really capture just through statistics. So I'm wondering why he's not at least like a second place, third place horse that we're looking at. Um, I, I think plain and simply, and and it's an unfortunate thing is, is defensive players have such an uphill climb uh, when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to the Heisman, and and I know he's a two way player and he's a returner, uh, but he did his he did his biggest work and, and his most work on the defensive side, and that's what hurt him. Uh, you know, I go back to the year uh, when when it uh, in 2012 when Manti Teo was up for the award. I, I still think that Manti Teo was the best player in college football, but because he's on the defensive side of the ball, it's 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 harder. Um, it's it, it, it's harder for those players to be seen as the best so uh when when peppers who is absolutely the, the best athlete on his team um i would say easily in the top five athletes and, and overall players in college football um i i think that's what i think that's what hurts him uh is it fair is it right uh absolutely not in my opinion but that's uh that's the unfortunate side of of where college football and the heisman trophy is at dave i you can clock back in now as we're no longer talking about that. Oh. Bloody hell, I <laughs> can't can talk about now. Notre Dame and you bring up Manti Teo. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so I'm just going to let that one go because I don't need to go on it. Um, I, I think you have a very good point here, Tommy. Um, Peppers is, is absolutely outstanding. 
Um, I, I think what he's really lacking, and I don't know, this seems like he, he, he needs that Heisman moment. Um, you, you think about the, the, the Desmond Howard that won it, though, that's got to be, what, 20 years ago now? Um, he, he won it, and he had, all the, he had the touchdown returns. He had a couple interception returns that really um, changed the game in a flashy way. It's almost what defensive players have to do in order to put their name in the list. Uh, again, I don't think it's right that they have to be that good, that flashy. Um, you, you look at uh, Jadavian Clowney a couple of years ago, same type of thing. The, the dude was a top five, uh, top five player without a doubt uh, in college football. And Donovan Sue's another one. And uh, just no respect because, uh, I mean, let's face it, the, the general American public, they want to see offense. Uh, they don't want to see these defensive players. They want to see the offense, and they want to see uh, who's going to make their NFL team. And they're not happy if they draft the lineman number one or uh, any of this. They want the offensive stud. And I, I right. think it's all uh, playing into that. Whether I agree with it or not, uh, I don't. But you're, you're looking, uh, you're looking college football players, and Jabril's not in your top uh, top five, maybe even top ten. You could argue, depending what you're looking at. Uh, you probably, you probably not. Uh, not very wise there, but uh, I mean, it depends on the needs too. But uh, he, he's definitely a hell of a player. So uh, yeah, I, was looking I, for I agree with you. Were... Go ahead. No, you go for it. You go for it. I mean, I, I, I just think that uh, you, you have to put him up there. Uh, I mean, you're starting a, you're starting an NFL team. You're starting a college team. I don't know how you don't have him on your short list of players you want. Right. I was hoping that, I mean, if they were to pull out that game against Ohio State, I was looking to his circus catch interception there as being like one of those plays that's just like, wow, no one else in the country is probably going to make, or very few players are going to make that kind of instinctual play. He wasn't even covering the guy. It was an errant pass that he makes a play on. If they were to pull that game out, I think that would have been one of those plays that stuck out. But it just blows my mind because he's just one of those players that, when you see when you watch a Michigan game, you can't help but notice him. And he's it's hard to say for most people outside of a quarterback or a running back who's getting the ball every play that you know where he is and what he's doing every play, and that stands out. So I just feel like he should get some more recognition for that. Not saying he should jump up and to win the trophy, but the fact that he's not on the short list of players for the for the award is a little obscene. Right. No, I, I, I will agree with that. Tommy, before you let you go here, we know you're a big golf guy. Uh, where does, where in your opinion does Tiger finish, uh, this weekend? Does, well, first off, does he make the cut? Well, first of all, I'm going to give you a little inside today. He went out and played a couple holes and he had two Eagles on the front nine. So that's a solid start right there. Sure. So there you go. He's, he's got something going. Oh, uh, does he make the cut? Yeah, uh, well, let me say, if he can physically walk 36 holes, he'll make the cut. If he has, the only reason I think he doesn't make the cut is if he if he withdraws. Okay. Um, does he win or contend? Probably not. I think uh, an ideal situation would be like a top 25 finish. But I'm thinking makes cut. We'll see where he finishes after that. I think. If after he makes the cut, it's going to be tough for him to continue that from a physical standpoint to be competitive for two more whole days of grueling competition. Yeah, I think I think Sunday could could uh, you know be a little rough for him. Uh, the thing I like to see is is when he was you know the the, the media stuff. 
uh, at the start of the week, having a little bit of fun with it, even joking that uh, his goal for the year is to crack the top 1,000. So uh, it, it at least for one day or a couple of days to start off the week here, uh, it felt like a kind of a little bit of a different Tiger So um, than, than we've seen in the last couple of years. So that's at least a positive sign, obviously. Something- yeah, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this too is I've been a pessimist for Tiger's comebacks plenty of times, but this is the first time he's finally said, "All right, I'm damn a human being. I'm going to take the proper time to get healthy." So that I think is a big, big step in the right direction and could be a big influence on how well he does this week. Absolutely, Tommy. Again, thank you for the call, man. We're going to let you go, and uh, we appreciate the call and and the listen. We absolutely love it. Appreciate, it, bud. Uh, so uh, take absolutely. care. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, so we got Tommy off there, but thank you, uh, Tommy, for uh, calling in. Thanks to Mitch for calling in. So, Dave, we have uh, we have about uh, just under thirty minutes left, so let's roll through these uh, these NFL picks. Last week, for the second straight week, might I add, you and I tied. Um, only the third time all year that also happened back in week five. Uh, the week five we went seven and seven both. Week eleven we went eleven and three. This week. We uh we improved in the wins. We also improved in the losses, but we were both twelve and four this week. So that brings me to uh one hundred five and seventy two overall. Dave, you are at one hundred and seventy seven overall. So uh, you're not falling any further behind, but you're also not gaining any ground on me in the NFL. Oh, big deal. <laughs> so I. 12 and 12 and four, you say, eh? 12 and four. That's, that's a good week, no matter how it's sliced. That's, uh, I didn't realize that, uh, you kind of threw me off for a loop there, but, uh, there were no buys last week with the Thanksgiving games. That's, uh, that's kind of a, shows you how out of it I was, but, uh, I don't think there were any buys that are 12 and four. That means there are 16 games. There was so, uh, now this I week, guess. this week, there are a buy, uh, there, uh, the Titans and the Browns are on a buy. And I believe this is the last week where there are any buy. Uh, and any teams on a bye. So um, last week of bye weeks for 15 games to go through, starting with tomorrow night, the first place overall in the National Football League, the 10-1, and 10 wins in a row, Dallas Cowboys, America's team travels to Minnesota. Uh, this one on NBC. It's also on NFL Network, and uh, I think it's streamed also on Twitter. So plenty of places for you to watch America's team uh, try and improve to 11-1. and one. Uh, they travel to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. The Cowboys are a three-point road favorite. I don't know how that number is so small, but uh, of course I'm picking the Cowboys. Dave, where are you at on this one? That was the shortest intro on a Cowboys game we've had all year. This is uh, <laughs> kind of exciting for me. Uh, you have nothing left to say after you gotten rocks off on them for 12 weeks now. So uh, I got to pace myself uh, for be- the playoffs. Yeah, one and done, baby. Um, with that being said, uh, I am going to take the Stan Bradford-led Vikings to beat the Cowboys this week. So we're starting off with a different pick right out of the gate. That's that's what I like to hear. This could this might be one of those one of those weeks, I guess. Oh, it's so, going to be one of those weeks. So let's go to the Sunday games. Uh, Sunday at one p.m. CBS. The Miami Dolphins travel to the. Baltimore Ravens, who are a three-point home favorite on CBS. I've taken the Dolphins. I think they're playing well enough to win. Uh, listener of the show, Anthony, uh, you know, is 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 pretty happy out there in uh, in Seattle watching his team from the West Coast. 
But uh, Miami's doing what they need to do to, to at least get victories. I don't know uh, how great they are or what it means going forward, but they're winning, and I'm going to keep it going. I'm picking Miami. I'm taking the uh, the Ravens. We're going two for two, baby. Uh, I, I I think this Ravens defense is for real. I've said this for probably five or six weeks now. Um, this Ravens defense is legitimate. Uh, I'm not. I've never been sold on uh, Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. Uh, so I think this Ravens defense is going to do just enough to win this game. I think this is a 14-13, 17-13 something type of game. I think this is an ultimate low scoring game. Uh, avoid these guys and any kind of fantasy stuff you do. Uh, this is going to be an ugly one. Uh, I think the difference in this game comes down to Justin Tucker. Okay. Um, terrible jokes and all, Justin Tucker, but uh, hell of a kicker. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. on Fox from Soldier Field, the San Francisco 49ers to the Chicago Bears, who are a three-point home favorite. Um, that just tells you how bad both of these teams are. I'm going to go with the road upset. Uh, I'd be more upset if I actually had to watch this game. Uh, San Francisco picks up the win. So I think your punishment for the Cowboys losing is when Minnesota wins, you have to watch nothing but this game on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Cool. So yes, yeah, sure. I'll game. watch this game in its entirety on Sunday morning. You're right. You and Joe, I can make it Sunday morning. <laughs> um, who would you take in this one? Cause I'm taking the other team. I don't care who it is. Both teams are terrible. All right, so. I have the 49ers. So I have you down as the bears. So we're different on the first three picks. Uh, I love it. Sunday, 1 p.m. at Lambeau Field, Houston at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers a a six-and-a-half-point home favorite as it stands right now. Again, this is uh, on Wednesday night, so these lines are probably going to move by the time the games roll on Sunday. Uh, I have Green Bay winning. Um, You know, the Packers, you know, they get the win on Monday night. Even though it's a short week, they're coming home. Houston, uh, they're up and down. Uh, I, I think Green Bay at home is going to do enough to win. I I agree. Um, I, I'm not sold on Brock as a quarterback. Uh, he's had his struggles on the road a lot. Um, he he's just not that very not that good. Uh, so I, I think the Packers have enough talent and enough skill here to get by. Um, but it's not going to be a pretty game to watch. It's going to be another ugly one. So uh, definitely down the Packers here. So so we agree on a game. And so you're uh, one and three to start off, Jim. <laughs> uh, the Kansas City Chiefs coming off the emotional win on Sunday Night Football this past week. Traveled to the Atlanta Falcons, who are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. One o'clock on CBS from the Georgia Dome. Atlanta, I, 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 I swear they're starting to slip into that uh, late-season tank. So I'm going Kansas City to pick up the road win for the second straight week. I'm going against you again. It's going to be a broken record this week. Um, I'm taking Atlanta Falcons at home. Matty Ice in the Georgia Dome. Uh, going to get it done. Uh, this Kansas City team is a is a is a strange one uh, this year. We're far enough in that you have these teams that start to get their identities. This Kansas City team has a habit of winning games that they shouldn't win. Um, you, you look at Denver, you look at the game against the Panthers, you look at the game against Jacksonville. Right there are three games that they shouldn't have won. Uh, this team is another one like the Giants. They are not as good as their record indicates, uh, but yet they they find a way to win a game. And that's, that's worth something, too. But, um, I mean, the Jaguars beat them. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, future NFC South champ- or AFC South champions by Big Jim at the beginning of the year. Dude, I've had so many people... I've had so many people um, 
And and this tells you how bored people can get on Twitter. But I've had people just trolling me out uh, for that tweet back in what was it August uh, that I, I, I it was I, a terrible prediction. It well, it clearly is now. But uh, I had some. I had a decent. Uh, what my Buccaneers one looks like. It might be finally coming around. Definitely. But you picked the Jaguars still. Yeah. Well, you picked the Panthers to win the South, so I think that balances itself out. But uh, <laughs> so I'm taking the Falcons. Moving on. <laughs> That's the easy way to shut you up in the NFL. I just talk, started talking about the Panthers. So we got the Rams at the New England Patriots, one o'clock on Fox from Gillette Stadium. Uh, New England, and I think this is yeah easily the biggest number of the weekend. Thirteen and a half point favorites at home. This one's easy. Market New England. I'm, I assume you the same way. Jim, I am really torn on this game with a 13-point oh, spread. Well, we're I picking really straight torn. up. We're not picking against the spread. This is a touchdown game at most. Um, New England is so banged up right now. Um, I, Tom Brady can't even take a knee on the field, which is ironic for as much as he blows Belichick, but we'll leave that out of this. Um. He, he is so banged up. They have Gronk out. Uh, a couple wide receivers are banged up. They are on – they are a couple injuries away from really having to get creative with their offense. Um, if this game was in New, uh, Los Angeles, I almost said St. Louis, but if this game was in uh, Los Angeles, uh, I think the Rams are a live dog in this game. But uh, with it being in New England, I have to take New England straight up. But I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, the Rams' offense at least does look a lot better with Jared Goff. Um, so, you know, whether or not they, they took too long to put him in, that's up for debate. But, you know, I, I always th- I do think it's smarter when you have a team that's that bad to wait on on rushing the uh, the, num- the the rookie quarterback in. Uh, you, make, you make such bold statements once in a while. It just astounds me. Their offense is better with Goff in. They scored, what, 9 points, 12 points the first three games? Congratulations. The offense got better with the change of quarterback. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go Detroit at New Orleans. Uh, one o'clock on Fox from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, New Orleans is six-point favorite at home. Um, I, I'll pretty much always take Drew Brees uh, at home. Uh, he just They're rolling pretty well, uh, and the NFC North is, uh, is a pretty big stinker. So even though the Lions are in first, they're – you know, first in a terrible division. So I like New Orleans at home. This is a this is an interesting one. Uh, one of the most inter- this is probably the most interesting line this week that I just don't understand why it is so high. Um, the Lions are another one of these teams that they've found a way to win. I think they have what seven wins this year, and I think I think I saw on Twitter that six of them they have actually been trailing in the fourth quarter and they've come to win the game. So this is one of those that. The Lions aren't as good as the record indicates, but I, I just don't, I am not sold on this New Orleans team. I think the Lions have what they need to beat New Orleans, but this is one that I just throw my hands up and say the line is off. This should be a field goal game uh, in my eyes coming into New Orleans. Uh, so I will gobble up the six points if I could, uh, but I, I think this is a game that Detroit has, has every potential in coming in here and winning. Um, Detroit is on long rest here, which definitely helps. It's like they have a mini buy coming off the Thursday Thanksgiving game. So uh, I'm going to go against you yet again and take Matty Stafford and the Lions to go down and uh, beat the Saints. 
All right, then Philadelphia at Cincinnati, Paul Brown Stadium, 1 o'clock on Fox. The Eagles are a one-point road favorite. Uh, this this game, to me, just sucks out loud. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati because they're at home for no other reason. I'll take uh, Philadelphia for the fact that I think they're going to be pissed off after losing the, uh, the Monday night game to Green Bay. Um, I think they're a more complete team. The the key with this game, uh, if you look to put some cash down during this weekend, is the status of Matthews for Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia has probably the worst wide receiving core in football. Um, it's even probably worse than Cleveland Brown. Probably. No, they, they do. Well, there's there's a, there's at least one Eagles fan that I know of on the phone, so I didn't want to irritate them. as uh, <laughs> They're not you, so they don't deserve to be picked on. Oh, thank um, you. But I, I – I, I think that this Eagles wide receiving core is absolutely terrible, to say the least. But the defense has played uh, extremely well on the road so far this year. So it's kind of interesting because if this defense plays well, I don't know that Cincinnati is going to be able to move the ball on them considering that uh, they have so many injuries on their offense at this point in time. So uh, I, I have no strong feeling on this. Uh, since you took Cincinnati, I'm taking Philadelphia as a giant FU. All right, then the last of the – one o'clock games. You have uh, Denver traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are uh, yes not in first place in that division. Kiss my ass. Uh, four and a half point road favorite are the Denver Broncos, and uh, I will take them to continue the woes of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Four and a half points at home for the Jaguars against Denver. Beginning of the year, would you have ever pictured this game only four and a half? Yeah, I don't know where I would have thought this game would have been at the beginning of the year. I apparently thought a lot of things at the beginning of the year. And yeah, we're just going to leave that at that. Jaguars beat Denver straight up. Let's go. Wow. After all the shit you give me, you're going to go ahead and pick them. Okay. I the- got a pair of big guys. What can I say? <laughs> well, this is going to be a week that's going to make or break one of us. Um, Buffalo at Oakland, 405. No, Probably the transition game four oh five on CBS. The Buffalo Bills travel to the first place in the division. Oakland Raiders, uh, three point favorite at home are the Raiders. I'm going to keep rolling uh, with the Raiders. They're they're having they're having a fun year out there in uh, in Oaktown. So I'm going to let it roll through this week in Buffalo. I think it's going to be uh, I think it is going to be a close game though. I think that number is about right. Is it in Buffalo or is it in Oakland? This one is in Oakland. Buffalo's going on the road and winning this game then. Uh, Rex Ryan's going to get his feet rubbed the entire way home by uh, David Carr's fair cast from Sandy dislocated. Holy hell, Dave. Are you – well, okay. Have you been drinking more than normal tonight? No, no officer, I haven't. <laughs> uh, all right, 425 p.m. on Fox from Qualcomm Stadium. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers – Go to the three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, San Diego Chargers. I like Tampa Bay. I think this team is really starting to uh, to find a groove and find something special. Um, and uh, as 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 much as he was in college, I think, uh, you know, Jameis Winston's like a savant when it comes to football. That guy just knows how to do things right on the football field. Uh, so I'm going to go Tampa Bay to get the road upset. Well, Philip Rivers is listening to your pick and laughing while eating crab legs because the San Diego Chargers win this game. I think you're. I think you're just mad because we were picking on you earlier. 
We don't do that as much. We had callers picking on you, bringing up how bad the you, Panthers you assume, are. You assume that I have feelings, Jim. <laughs> I, I well, I, I didn't know about feelings. We know you don't have a heart, or if you do, it's black. Um, so uh, the other, uh, the next four twenty-five game, the Washington Redskins at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are two and a half point home favorites at University of Phoenix Stadium. Uh, the Redskins, I, I think, are a pretty good team right now. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going in the wrong direction, so I'm going to pick Washington on the road. That's a that's a good pick, Jim. But you're wrong again. Oh the, the Cardinals are going to win this game uh, for no other reason. I'm just going to continue the trend going against you. Um, I, I think this is a this is one that the the market has overcorrected. What they have seen with the Cardinals the past couple of weeks, um, assuming the Cardinals care, and that's a big assumption, but assuming that the Cardinals care, uh, they should be able to take care of this Washington team. I mean, you, you look at this line at the beginning of the year, Washington has to be at least seven-point dogs here, if not more. Uh, so this is a huge correction based on what we've seen. Um, some corrections warranted, don't get me wrong, but this line seems awful short to me with Arizona at home. So uh, I'm taking Arizona, but... Uh, not real confident in it, but we will see. See, Dave, you keep talking about the beginning of the year and what things look like at the beginning of the year. Um, there's a lot of things that look differently from the beginning of the year to now, right, Carolina? Just, you know. Oh, ha-ha. I didn't know where that was going when you started <laughs> talking. All right. We, we kind of talked about the game in itself a little bit, so let's make a pick on it. Uh, the New York Giants at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a six-point home favorite at Heinz Field. I like the Steelers to win. Uh, this one is uh, 425 on Fox. Yeah, Steelers all the way in this one. Uh, I think that this is one that the Steelers can name their, uh, uh, assuming they're healthy and no major injuries uh, coming out of this week in practice. I think this is one that the Steelers can name their, their score that they won on the Giants here. This is a game that the Steelers need. Um, the Giants really do not need this game, and uh, they, they, they aren't that good. Uh, let's just put it that way. So um, this is another one that we actually agree on. So I think we're up to one. That is uh, three. And also, speaking of teams that are not that good, Sunday night, the Carolina Panthers travel to the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, this one, 8.30 p.m. on uh, NBC from CenturyLink Field. The Seahawks are a seven-point home favorite. And uh, you talk about games that uh, looked great when scheduled, but, uh, you know, you have a team that in Seattle that can't score any points. You have a team like the Panthers who – are the Panthers. I'm going to pick Seattle just for no other reason than they are at home and because, well, they're not the Panthers. Jim, the Panthers are winning this game. That's sure all I have to sure say. they are. Although I would kind of support it because it would also help contribute to the uh, to the Cowboys uh, clinching home field through the NFC playoffs uh, quicker than uh, – than, than them just winning. So uh, I would endorse I mean, it, in, but it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, this is actually a, a, a fairly favorable matchup for us looking at the injuries. Um, I, I, I hate to say favorable, but um, our, our D-line should have no issue getting pressure up the, up on, uh, up on uh, Russell Wilson. Our corner should be okay. Um, Seattle's wide receivers aren't that great. Um, I worry with Luke being out, not being able to quarterback the defense. Um, and Seattle's defense is not uh, not nearly as good as it's been in past years. So um, I think we have a chance at winning this game. Uh, I, I would not be shocked at all that we do actually win this game. Uh, I, I, 
I, I actually like this matchup for us a lot better than uh, some of the previous weeks. Uh, I think Oakland matched up a lot better against us than Seattle does. So um, I think that this line being seven is absolutely absurd. Um, I think this should be about three and a half for Seattle, but uh, I, I think my Panthers are a live dog this week, and I think they uh, they get the job done. They've gone into Seattle and won previously, so uh, they're not afraid of the 12th man. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I don't think either of these teams uh, are all that good. So let's go to Monday night. And speaking, of, again, of two teams that aren't very good, the Indianapolis Colts, a two-point road favorite at MetLife Stadium in the New York Jets. Um, oof. This game just it just sucks out loud. Uh, I'm going to pick the Jets. They're at home. When in doubt, pick at home. This one is just stupid. Like, There's no other way to put it than stupid. I mean, um, the, the line makes no sense. The Colts are banged up. I mean, the, the best player on the field is Andrew Luck if he's, if he's healthy. Um, I'm taking the Colts in this one because they have extra rest. Um, I'm going to hope that somehow during this extra rest, they uh, got rid of the turkey sweats and the turkey shits and they figured out how to play football and somehow could beat the Jets. Um, but I have no idea. So we're going to run with the Colts and uh, keep it that we have no games the same this week. So in a in a 15 15- game week you and I have three games that we agree on and that is Green Bay over Houston New England over the Rams and the Steelers over the Giants everything else is different uh and because we only have seven minutes uh till the bottom of the hour we don't have the time to go back over them so um this week is definitely going to have a major impact potentially on uh on the standings and even the final standings so uh we may have to start depending what happens dave we might have to start weighing some of these uh some of these nfl games just to make it interesting so uh really dave that's all i got man um lots of great discussion this week i'm sure there will be a plenty next week after uh after the way this college football weekend is going to play out so uh if you don't have any other thoughts uh you know if you do obviously uh put them out there Otherwise, let people know where they can follow you, and then we're going to close this thing out. Yeah, definitely. I'm on uh, Twitter at dgerhart, uh, G-E-R-H-A-R-T, 024. Um, I, I think this is going to be an interesting weekend uh, just to see what happens with the college football playoff. This is one of the few weekends out of the year that I am more charged up for Friday night and Saturday night than I am uh, to watch any of the NFL games. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the college football for the sheer fact that if Washington beats Colorado on uh, on Friday night. You have two teams that are in. So that makes things super interesting because uh, there's no way if Washington wins this game that Michigan jumps them in my eyes. So you, you, you picture that. Um, you're going to have these, these Big Ten teams knowing they have to run the score up. You're going to have Oklahoma knowing that they have to win by 40 to have a chance. Uh, I still don't think they have a chance, but – uh, you're going to have all the pressure on these teams playing the game a day later. And how does that affect things? Um, the Big Ten teams are going to have to play well. It, it's going to be interesting just to see how this college football drama un- unfolds. And can you imagine what happens if Colorado beats uh, Washington by three points? What that does? That that says, oh, Colorado just beat the number four team in the country. Haywire. Uh, where this do we thing, move them to? This thing has so much potential to go haywire. 
that uh, I can't wait. I, I cannot wait to watch these things, man. Starting tomorrow night with, with my Cowboys and then rolling through the college football weekend. Um, su- Sunday, I mean, with, especially with the Cowboys playing tomorrow, Sunday really does, doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot for me. All of my fantasy teams are dumpster fires at this point. So, uh, because of their owner. Yeah, well, obviously. I, I, I Here, I'll, I'll leave you with a laugh. I am the Brian Kelly of fantasy football coaches. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't associate yourself with Brian Kelly. Um, that's a little harsh uh, for him to be associated with you. Oh, is that right? All right, Dave. Let's uh, let, let's close this thing out, man. Another great show. Appreciate it. Uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Take care, and uh, everyone enjoy the games next week. And uh, we'll talk to you on the air next uh, next Wednesday night when we're sure to talk college football for about an hour and a half. Uh, and then the thirty minute NFL slate is going to be. Uh, me gloating with how my Panthers beat the Seahawks. So uh, enjoy, folks, and we'll talk to you in a week. All right. Have a good one, bud. So that, uh, that's going to do it here for our show. We appreciate all of you for listening in. We appreciate the calls from Tom and from Mitch. As always, you can follow. You can catch us each and every Wednesday night live here at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on NGSCSports.com. And uh, – we, uh, we're going to have a great weekend of football ahead of us, some golf in there, and obviously hockey season, basketball season. So uh, thank you for listening to your podcast, our show, Huddle Up with Jim and Dave on iTunes and Android. Our home network is NGSCSports.com. Check out the page where we never stop. Also, uh, go to LeapSports.com where this show is streamed daily. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports and go to the Facebook page and like the page, facebook.com slash huddle up podcast. Guys, have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Wednesday night. And until then, go for the win. Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you.